Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to the Fire Reasons YouTube channel and our podcast, Messi and Co. What a game, 4-4 against Dallas. FC and Inter Miami advancing by winning in penalty kicks 5-3. I'm here with Austin Robular and Alejandro Villegas. We are live on the Five Reasons YouTube channel, and this is going later on to the uh, podcast feed as well. Austin, I, I bet you are a little bit excited about what just happened right now. Inter Miami down two goals a couple of times uh, out there in Dallas in a hot, very hot atmosphere, and they ended up advancing to the quarterfinals somehow how you doing dude i i don't understand <laughs> what's going on anymore like i there were maybe three or four times this game where i thought miami were just out for the count alejandro genuinely like i really didn't think that there was a way i think it was four two yeah post 80th minute like that just doesn't make sense and then when you saw robert taylor get fouled and the free kick come up you were kind of just like, yeah, it's going to happen again. But I didn't think it was going to happen just quite like that. And it did. It's inevitable at this point that Messi's going to produce some kind of magic. And there's a lot to take away from this game. I'm sure we'll talk about it more throughout the week. But most importantly, Miami now get to host another League's Cup match. It will be the quarterfinal against, I believe, Houston or Charlotte. Yeah. They, they took the test on the road, on the chin, and they somehow prevailed. And now... Now they're through. That's the most important thing. This game will be looked at. Tata Martino has a lot to go over with his side in terms of tactics and what to do with the personnel because there are a lot of questions that I'm sure we'll have to answer soon here on this pod. <laughs> but, man, what, what a match. What a story it's been. This has been the worst one and the best one of them all, all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, Messi scored twice, Alba with a couple of assists, and and yeah, like you said, it, it's it was bad, and it was great at the at the end of the day. So we're gonna go through it. There's a lot of things to go through, and we're gonna have another episode tomorrow in the second day, a little bit of a calmer reaction. But this is right now, as soon as the game is over, and and we have to go through it. And like you said, they're gonna play Houston or Charlotte, who are playing tomorrow. To uh, the final is gonna be. Uh, traveling to Miami to play those quarterfinals. We are going to welcome Yo. Giancarlo. Giancarlo, how you doing, man? What oh, game, man, I'm, huh? I'm, I'm shaking. I'm shaking. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to relax so I can speak. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet that happened to, to a lot of people. So, all right, let's start from the beginning because I know, of course, we, we all want to talk about those last 10 minutes or, or maybe the second half when Inter-Miami uh, came back and, and somehow tied game. But let's start from the beginning because I know there were a lot of complaints about the starting lineup and Tata Martino may be taking a little too long to move his pieces. So, I mean, seeing what was going on because Dallas scored four, but they could have scored two or three or four more if they, if they were a little bit more accurate in front of goal. So let's start from there. I think Gomez was one of the ones that didn't really have yeah. a, a good game today. Right. Yeah. Well, so Gian and I actually disagreed about this uh, earlier on in the week. We mm -hmm. talked about the possibility of Gomez starting over Kramashki. Yep. I said that it should happen. Gian said that it shouldn't. And, you know, obviously looking back in hindsight, you could say, yeah, with Benjamin Kramashki as part of the midfield three, it looked a lot better in previous matches than what we saw right off the bat with Diego Gomez. Now, Gian, you can fight me on this, but, <laughs> but I, I really think that it's more down to the way Tata put out this midfield and changing the roles of the guys like Busquets and what Gomez would have done if Kromeshki was there, or if what Kromeshki would have done if Gomez was there, or whatever, however I want to say it, yes. and what Dixon Arroyo was being asked to do. It was not this solid, you know, two two men block in front of the defenders, being like having stability. Where in this match, in my opinion, Arroyo was way too far out wide. 
trying to get forward too much. Then Busquets was trying to get forward too much. And that's why Alan Velasco, which by the way, all credit to him growing up, idolizing Messi as a young Argentinian. Um, Alan Velasco was getting in, in behind those spaces time and time and time again, especially in the first half. It was a mismatch. Arroyo was nowhere to be found. Busquets was not being able to cover. And Gomez, again, a guy who wants to get forward. And we said that too. He's a guy who's going to want to get forward. We saw how tenacious he was when he come, when he came on against Orlando. This was not a midfield three that worked, especially in the instructions that Tata was giving. And that's where I have the issue. I don't think that the personnel was the main issue. However, I would be absolutely insane to say that Koreshki should not start in the next match because obviously, <laughs> obviously he should, but I don't think anyone should be like completely going at Diego Gomez right now as a young 20, uh, as a U 22 player, a young player on this team that they've invested millions of dollars in. This guy is still one who's going to contribute. And I think that Koreshki right now is the number one choice should be the number one choice in that midfield, but Tata has to change his tactics and maybe just, Benha fits the style a little bit more. I don't know, but I hated Dixon out wide. We saw him as a right mid. We saw him as a box-to-box, a number eight, a six, a right back, a third center back, all in the same 90 minutes. That's not normal. That should not be happening, and that's where I find a lot of the issue. Giancarlo, your take. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely we did have that disagreement, but I, you know, I, I thought that at some point it might happen. I just didn't think it was going to be that soon. But I got to agree with you, Austin, like in, in, in part, I don't like I wouldn't fault Gomez. I think he's a really good player. I don't think that this game in any way should speak on his talent or anything like that. I do think that what you said, it was like to me, it was a bit of game planning more for sure that kind of affected his game. But I also think that it was just him being injected into the starting lineup too soon. Because I did agree with you. I could see him going in, but it was just to me, it's like, if you have such a well-oiled machine in the midfield and Kremaski is doing so well, like, even if you know that maybe a player is more talented than him, I just don't know how you mess with that. Like, that, I, yeah. I see that in even, like, in other sports, not just soccer. Like, if you got something working, like, you don't tend to mess with it. But to your point, like, with the game planning, like, Arroyo has been playing a lot of different positions and even f like this whole tournament, he's been forming a back line of three, like a lot of times he's been going and, and staying in the back with a crit and Miller. So like, I kind of understood that part. I didn't re I, I like the other stuff that was going on with him. I, I didn't quite under understand. Um, and then Busquets was playing so high up, like with, when it was with like the previous games with Kremeski, like that made sense. And it worked because Kremeski would always play a little higher. Mm -hmm. He played, he would sometimes play like the 10, he'd be good at distributing the ball, but the whole time he, he was comfortable with going up because he knew that Busquets had his back. Like Busquets was going to stay back and cover. And this whole time, like Busquets was playing really high up. And when we would get countered, like you basically had none of our fast midfield, like defensive mids anywhere near the area. And that left crits yeah. yeah. and that left Miller who are slower than their, than their attacking guys. And they would just kill us every single time. So I got to agree with you. I don't want anybody to talk bad about Gomez. Gomez is good. It just, it's just, uh, a multitude of things that I think that just kind of, you know, um, dictated how Gomez's plate ended up happening and also the, the midfield. But great change at the end with Kremaski. That made a big difference yeah. for sure. Yeah. Huge. But Arroyo's, Arroyo's role didn't change, which I still am, yeah. like, <laughs> perplexed by because I understand the need for, you know, players to get forward and you don't want Arroyo to be one of those guys. But I don't want to see him playing as that, right center back or that right mm -hmm. third center back with Yedlin pushing up. I understood when Robbie came on and maybe doing that, but that happened so early on too. That happened before the substitutions and whatever the 70 plus minute that happened in minute 55, minute 60, where that was starting to happen. And Yedlin was having to push up so high in which it was just unnatural. When mm -hmm. you saw Yedlin pushing up high against Orlando, Dixon was not playing as a third center back and time mm -hmm. and time again against Orlando when Yedlin was, was that positive outlet out on the right flank. It was just a natural back four that yes, you have to provide a little bit of cover for, but it was natural. It was seamless. And now I think with what Tata was trying to do was pretty much overcompensate for the fact that they need to use Yedlin as an outlet and have balance between him and Alba. And I think that they just went at it a little bit too much and it's going to be half. It's going to have to be changed later on in this tournament. Yeah, and I think both Orlando and Dallas have shown that 
if you pay, play at that pace with those fast transitions, this team is struggling yeah. to get back uh, and, and defend those. And we saw it in the own goal. I mean, Taylor made a great effort to get back to the box. He was just unlucky that his deflection went back into his own head. So, I mean, but he was one of the only ones going back, so you can't really say anything about it. So, all right. What I mean, the first half we saw, I mean, Dallas deserved more than the two goals that they had. They came back after the Messi goal. A lot of um, Dallas fans complaining about the first goal. They thought it should have been a, an offside uh, of Joseph Martinez because he was a little bit of in front of the goal, in my opinion, of the goalie. In my opinion, that was not the case. He didn't interfere uh, for the goalie to reach to his right and trying to save that ball nothing to do there but let's let's focus on on the inter miami side that Jordi alba Lionel messi connection once again the same play they've drawn for years and years and years once again opening up the game for for inter miami right i mean we, we that's what we were waiting right for for Jordi alba to make those plays and for messi to finish him and it happened it happened right away, Gian. Like I think Messi has scored in the eighth minute, the seventh minute, and the sixth minute now. Like as he's come into these three, he started these three matches. It's right away that these things are happening. His impact is felt. It looked like the game was gonna start off a little bit slow for Miami after Jesus Ferrer almost scored and there was another like offside yeah. goal. I mean the, there was so much going on in those first two minutes and then for the next like three or four it slowed down a little bit and then when you saw Jordi Alba get on the flank and give it to the top of the box you just knew what was going to happen <laughs> they're just so familiar with each other that's yeah. just insane they know exactly where they're going to be at, at at every time they obviously they played so many years together in Barcelona like for those of us that have far, followed Barcelona all those years how many times have we not seen those like exact same goals whether it's a pass back to like right outside you know Messi cutting in from right outside the area or even right inside the six yard box like it's that pass like when, when you see that outlet like to the left and, and and Alba going through the the left wing, you almost like tend to expect that, right? So it was just it was just beautiful, really. And and Taylor Twelman said on the broadcast, and Alejandro, you can speak to this as a Barca fan. The so Alba playing on that left side with his favored left foot, obviously, and being able yeah. to whip in those balls, and then Messi coming across from the right side to where Jordi Alba is feeding his left foot to Messi's left foot in a perfect position. <laughs> that it's just almost too natural. It's so easy for them, so smooth. <laughs> And it's so so crazy that it's happening in Frisco, Texas, USA. I, I don't I don't understand it. Yeah, it reminded me of that game that Barca won three uh, four at Santiago Bernabeu in the last was, play of the game, yeah. and it was almost the exact same play with Alba getting there and crossing it back and Messi just is it, is uh, it beating. Where he yelled the jersey like this? Yeah, that exactly. Famous yeah, celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. exactly. Uh, beating uh, Keylor Navas to his right. I mean, it was very very similar, and we've seen so many goals. Uh, in this capacity for, for Lionel Messi, it's, it's crazy that's happening right now. So, but yeah, I mean, and the, the game started the, almost the best way it can start. And the same happened with Orlando. You know, they've been both um, slow starts for Inter Miami. Calendar with big saves in, in almost all of these games that we've been covering since Messi got here. But then Dallas came back and, and we saw the first time Messi complaining, Messi and Inter Miami struggling to really go around what Dallas was trying to do. And, and I mean, this was really the first time that we saw a little bit of actual adversity for, for Messi and for Inter Miami, right? How do you think they handled it, especially in the first half? And then we'll, we'll, we'll deep, uh, dive deep into the second half. But I, I want your reactions on the first half first. Yeah, I mean, Messi was pissed. Jordi Alba yeah. going into halftime was pissed at the midfield. And this is where we just we talked about it a little bit. I just had to get it off my chest. I've been wanting to rant about it. So I, we kind of already talked about it. I won't discuss it again. But midfielders not being able to drop back really yeah. hindered this team. That's how they scored the first. And then in the second one, it was kind of just some – it was a lackadaisical pass. Ended up taking over. Kamal Miller left in the dust off of a crazy turn inside the box. I mean – that that goal speaks for itself and shout out to that player who I think was like a, a refugee in, in a camp in a country. I don't remember the name. It, it's crazy story, crazy story. <laughs> but um, I, I think that the way that they handled it in that first half was not good. I, I don't yeah. think they responded well to the equalizing goal. And I don't think that they responded well at the end of the first half going into halftime where they gave up a goal in the 45th minute. I don't think it was good at all. Whatever happened in the halftime locker room, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Tata Martino and the subs bench were out before the starting 11 were. Yep. The 11 came out two minutes after while everybody was waiting for them. And I think that that might speak to some leadership going on in the locker room, maybe some, some tough conversations, but I think that that 
speaks for itself. Then they went down three one, mm-hmm. and you're like, um, okay, what's going on? <laughs> but back to the first half, it, there was a lot of adjusting that had to be done. It, it happened maybe a little bit too late for comfort, but there are a lot of things that need to be addressed that happened in that first half. Gian, I'll let you go. Yeah, I think that they definitely face, uh, like you said, adversity for the first time. So they're not only playing their first road game with Messi, but mm-hmm. in front of a really good crowd as well. Like that was a, a really good crowd. I mean, I know we heard Messi chants and, and yeah. that sort of thing, but there was definitely like a lot of hype uh, for that game. So it was they were on a, on a pretty big stage, something that they, you know, they don't have the, the local crowd and the local feel that they know. But I, I think that for the first time, they actually had a team that, just didn't seem scared of them like they didn't let them play those other teams that we played so far this tournament were letting us touch the ball freely they were just like playing back waiting for, waiting to see what we would do dallas went in with like crazy intensity from the beginning they were pressuring like as we were trying to get out of our field they were pressuring really high up they were not afraid of messi they did a pretty good job of like stopping the passes fr- from the midfield to messi so like I think that that's something that the we hadn't seen so far this tournament, um, and we definitely noticed that it it affected them very much. So uh, I don't want to get into the second half yet, but I I will say like like the at the beginning like I wasn't sure how they were going to respond, but ultimately they they showed some grit as a team for sure. It was yeah, like an old old style, not old style, but in recent memory. New York Red Bull high press in MLS, yeah. like you know at Red Bull Arena and. I think Alejandro, you noted it on the Messi and Co. Twitter. Miami were struggling to build out of the back with that yep. high press in effect. And I think that that is really what took precedent um, for a lot of Miami's problems in the first half, despite the lackadaisical midfield, in my opinion. But um, yeah, I think that that was something that they, like you said, Gian, have not had to deal with. They, they have mo- mostly had the majority of the ball, I think. Going back to the Orlando game in the first half, Miami had like 72% possession. Yeah. In this first half, it was, you know, right around 50, 53 or 54, or something like yeah. that. So there's that number. But at the same time, Miami's a bulk of Miami's possession in that first half was in their own half because they were being pressed so much. So a lot of that has to be addressed going on in this tournament because teams are going to look at that and say, Oh, this is what we need to do in order to, you know, keep Busquets and Messi from playing the ball around us and things like that. Sure. Have players dart in at Sergio Busquets like Alan Velasco was in that first half. If you go back and watch that first half, he was shadowing him the entire time. And Alan Velasco was winded, winded and still came on in the second half and put on a performance as we'll talk about. But I think that that is going to be a key for Tata Martino in training throughout the week to figure out what to do with a high press because they've built from the back with teams playing at the halfway line. They've played this half court style offense very easily. And that's why they've won their games so simply and then with dallas changing that you you had no answer i mean you just simply didn't have an answer other than finding success between jordi alba and messi which granted you'll probably find a lot of that going down the line but they weren't threatening at all in any part of that first half besides that goal i I don't remember there's nothing notable in my mind right now you can correct me if i'm wrong yeah that deep pass by messi to taylor he shot it with yeah yeah, and then and then it ended up with uh, dallas tying the game on the other side that was that was the only chance that i can remember from the top of my head so yeah all right before we dive into the second half with i mean a lot of things happen and we're gonna go through all of them let's uh, listen uh, to our sponsor here on messy and go mosaics.com guys visit mosaics.com here we go are you ready to transform your space into a masterpiece introducing mosaics your destination for stones and more Mosaics is a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years with the best quality porcelain, ceramic tiles, and high-end mosaics featuring unique modern designs. Mosaics has everything you need. Dedicated customer service, wholesale distributors, and a passion for excellence. Make sure you visit mosaics.com today to turn your vision into a reality. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All 
All right, we are back. Let's talk about this second half because it was nothing short of very, very crazy what went on. All right, so Inter-Miami, like you said, Austin, the players came like five to ten minutes after the coaches came on to the field and something happened there. But the reality is the first 10 to 15 minutes, nothing really changed. And we were all wondering what's going on. Tata, how long are you going to wait to bring, uh, to bring Kermaski in? Uh, what happened there? What do you think? Was it about like not letting the player like get to, I don't know, point it out? Like taking Gomez out would have been too early to do so after we saw what happened in the first 45 minutes? I, I don't know what, what the answer is, but I think that I, I'm not necessarily upset that there wasn't a personnel change, but there wasn't a tactical change either. Like yeah. I, I didn't see any instructions for any of the players in the first 15 minutes until Dallas made substitutions that changed for into Miami. They kind of just kept at it the same way. I could be wrong. This is just, you know, from my view from sitting on my couch, but in my opinion, I think that there was more to be done in that first 15 minutes to kind of set precedent that, yeah, we're going to go after this game. We've got to go ahead and get a goal away from home. And it didn't seem like they were they were going ahead and do that. And then that's, you know, it led to substitutions from Dallas, Yedlin giving up a cheap free kick, Velasco somehow scoring it from a crazy distance. But that's another discussion to have about Drake Calendar. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was... I was hoping to see more at the half. I, if it was Benha, I would have been happy. If it was, I mean, Campana for Joseph, I would have been happy. If it was a tactical change, I would have been happy. But those first 15 minutes did not inspire me enough to say, oh, I'm, I'm happy with what's going on. I, I did not. I, I mean, you could go ahead and read our Messi and chat. I was I was livid. I, I was I was <laughs> I, I felt like Tato was being stubborn. I don't I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah. Jan, what do you think? Yeah, I think that that's the age-long question that we have about coaches at halftime when we don't see changes, right? It's always like, what is he waiting for? What is he waiting for? But I, I will agree with Austin, like at least a tactical change because what was what, what they had game planned for obviously wasn't working. So the fact that you combine that neither of those happened was kind of disappointing at the beginning. Um, and you could tell some of the players even being frustrated and with each other. I, I know that, you know, obviously Gomez maybe – was a change that we would have liked to have seen sooner. I think maybe even uh, Joseph, I, for some reason, the, the the game plan around Joseph wasn't working as much. I felt like he was getting in the way a lot of like messy. Like they were kind of taking up the same spot, which was kind of yeah. weird. And he wasn't so, as sharp as he was the yeah. other day. Yeah. yeah, so I could have seen Campana come in a little earlier as well. So yeah, I mean, I think that uh, why did that, that take that long? I don't know. Some sometimes, as we you know, those of us have watched soccer for a long time, sometimes coaches are stubborn and they just want to see. Like maybe it was just a a first half thing. Maybe my game plan will work, but um, it's only we can only guess. We we don't really know. Yeah, I mean that's that happens a lot. Yeah. Every time you see uh, you watch a game and you and you read the fans comments, it's only like why do they take so long, yeah. right? To make the subs they already played for an hour and it's clearly not working. And what happened after that 60th minute was just crazy. All right. So Alan Velasco like Austin said scores and they missed they missed a couple of shots before that. Ferreira I, I, he, mm -hmm. he missed a header. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how that didn't go in. Somehow they missed one or two very good chances in front of Calendar, and those didn't go in, but this free kick did. And you were talking about Calendar in this particular play, so you think he was responsible for that goal? I mean, it's a it's an awkward thing for a goalkeeper with with a free kick coming from that position. I mean, yeah. it's extremely awkward the way the ball, like the trajectory of the ball, screams somebody's going to get ahead on it. Yeah, and you also, as a keeper, it's dipping fast enough and it's dropping low enough. Uh, at a point in the box where you can't really jump out and make a commanding like stop. So it's a very weird, weird, weird thing. But I, I do think that maybe and Drake, don't get me wrong. He has saved this team yep. countless times. I have today talked he about did it. and today he did it away again. Yes, I know they gave up four, but he still saved this team from multiple goals. Yeah. And he's been the most consistent player in this team going back to last season in my opinion he's been the best goalkeeper in the league in my opinion like going back to last season but for me a more commanding presence on a play like that or on a free kick from that angle just makes more sense in my head and maybe it doesn't play out on the field that way but i do think that maybe some more should have been done i could also blame the defenders um yeah somebody 
yeah, almost had it. I mean, he he made the foul in the first place, right? And then he almost had it in the first post. He didn't touch it, but it was enough. I feel like it was enough to like give that doubt to the goalie. And then once you doubt in that position and the ball goes through, it's too late. And and another thing I I don't really understand too, and you guys can maybe explain it to me, but like when those free kicks are in those positions and your defensive line is lining up at the top of the eighteen. You're you're on your back heels and they get to sprint into the box. They're gonna get in, they're gonna get behind you. What yeah. what what's the tactic? Like I've never understood that. <laughs> to, in my opinion, I've never like I understand trying to play offside and things like that, but in reality, you just give up so much risk letting players get in behind. Because if any Dallas player who got in behind the Miami defenders put a foot on the ball, it's just yeah. changing the trajectory. It's still gonna go into the back of the vet no matter what. So I don't really know. I, it's a weird, it's a weird one, but all credit to Velasco. He put it in a really great spot, made it awkward for Miami and even his attackers, and it still hit the back of the net. That's all that matters for them. And going up three one at that point was really almost. It felt like a dagger, but then everything <laughs> changed. I mean, this was like seven to ten minutes of just crazy things going on and nonstop. So Kremashi comes on, and I don't know. If he, I don't think it was the first ball he touches, but it was, it was one of the first ones. And he scores a three-two, John. And we, I mean, it was immediate impact. And it's it. And this is gonna happen a lot in soccer when fans are asking for a coach to make a move. The players come in, and then he scores right away. And people are gonna be like, "Why you didn't bring him?" Before we were two goals down, right? I mean, that's just how soccer goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and we've seen it go both ways. Just like you said, like in general, yeah, in soccer, yeah, yeah, like sometimes yeah, yeah. a player comes in and they score. Sometimes they get a red card. Like <laughs> I've seen it go both ways. But I mean, Kremasi just, bro, he knows where he needs to be. Like it's insane. Like, he just, yeah. like I said, it, they, he's played so well. He knows who's, you know, he knows the personnel. The personnel knows him. So he was just in the right place at the right time. And he took a perfect sprint inside the box and that's not I, I i would say like i think that that wasn't that easy of a shot to make because i if i'm he was going like towards the left and he had a like, kind of like pivot to the right to like that's not an easy shot to make so props to him as well and the fact that we were able to score as soon as the as soon as he basically came in man that gave some life to the team like that really like hyped us up that really because we were in a really bad spot until that moment so again that was like perfect timing perfect timing for sure yeah but then but then this happened (laughs) yeah yeah what a roller coaster of emotions well yeah yeah but i'm saying the the, again i want to point out on this goal that that made it three two the connection between messi and jordi alba just in reverse this time it was messi finding jordi alba to get him to the byline and jordi alba really stretching out to make that that play to put the ball back into the area where Benha was. I mean, it, a lot of the time when with Messi in this game, the, the way that it was like, so Miami in the past have not had, he was involved in the four goals. He was involved in every single one. And yeah. like, you look at like the Miami's past and you think of like someone like Gonzalo Higuain who had to drop in and make these kind of insane passes that you don't see on an MLS level and blah, 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 blah. And then Messi's just come in and said, no, I'm going to change it completely. I'm going to show you a level of football that MLS has not seen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the decisions that he makes ends up attracting like four defenders onto him to where if any Miami player makes any type of run into space, they're not necessarily always through, but they have time to gain possession and act on it and that's what you saw with Messi and Jordi Alba there to cross it back into Benha at the top of the box and the finish was was outstanding um Gian you're right it was tough and it was it was great yeah and they're also making these runs that they wouldn't make before because they yes. have the confidence that that pass is going to get made they've got it's, the players to make those types of passes I, I never I never saw these type of runs before Messi and Busquets got here like or right. rarely did for sure. Yeah, yeah, and we're seeing a lot of Taylor also getting those passes from yeah. Messi. I mean, as soon as Messi gets the ball, Taylor knows he has to go deep because the ball mm-hmm. is gonna probably be there for him in order to go to the box or to the uh, to the goal, right? So, all right, so it's three two, and at this point, Inter's pressing up, and we're feeling like this is gonna be a tie game at any point, and then a possible foul on one box on Justin Martinez. I want to hear your opinion on this particular play. 
and then a counter that is like four against three, if I'm not mistaken. I have to re re watch everything and, and with more, I mean, calmer, like sit down and maybe have a beer or something. And okay, what <laughs> happened here? But they go back and it's, I mean, somehow the, the, the play didn't look like it was going to end up in the goal because the cross was not a very good cross. Inter Miami's defenders were there, but then Taylor slides in almost like at the end of the play and somehow the ball goes in. And to me, being down two goals this way after that great effort, it felt like, I don't know, man, this might be it for Inter Miami. How, 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 what went through your mind in that moment, Austin? Um, well, a lot, because I, I know a lot of people were complaining about the foul on Joseph, but I, I don't think it was a foul, in, in my opinion. I think that it was kind of just body-to-body -body contact. It was, you know, chest-to-back. It wasn't like a, a trip or anything like that. It was just a play. Joseph went down easy, as he honestly normally does, and he's gotten that call favorably in the past, yeah. most recently the round of 32 match. So, you know, there's there's things like that that happened. But at the top of the box, I don't see it as a foul didn't really impede the play as much as it should have. But the counterattack, again, really, really poor in terms of the pace from the Miami defenders. I mean, Alan Velasco, you had like, it was like a four on two at one point. Alan yep. Velasco pushing, pushing, pushing the tempo, finds Paul Areola out on the right. It took a lot of time to to make that pass, but he he waited, he waited it perfectly. He timed it perfectly, and it was enough for Areola to take maybe one. He, he took an extra step, I think. Yeah. Gets the cross back in. Taylor is busting his <laughs> behind to get all the way down. Slides in. And again, I might blame Drake Calendar here a little bit because that reaction was a little slow, was it not? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think yeah. it was. From both. I would say the defender and then the goalie was so slow to react and go to his left and dive, you know? Yeah. Um, but if, know, if, but... if Taylor doesn't if Taylor doesn't slide in there. Jesus Ferreira is there at the top of the box or Velasco. Yeah. One or the other is there at the top of the box receiving the ball. I don't think that the center back that was there was going to be able to step in front and, and make that interception. So it, Taylor kind of needed to do it. It's unfortunate the way the ball ended yeah. up, but I, I do think it was a little slow from calendar in the reaction. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, and it was a tough moment, right? Jan, because you're going down two goals. The, the heat there was, I mean, you could tell the players were struggling with it. Two cooling breaks and still like it was hard for them to actually keep going. So everything looked like it was, it was just not inter Miami's night. It's so deflating. Yeah. yeah. It's so deflating. Like you're trying to claw your back into the, such a difficult game. You haven't had much going right for you. You've kind of getting some hope. And then just to, for that to happen, it, it's very deflating as a team. So that's why I was just going back to what I had said earlier, that that's what kind of like showed me that this team is gritty and, and it's, and they're gritty also because I, I they've got seasoned vets and Alba and, and, and Busquets and Messi that have been in situations like this before. Just think about the, the, the PSG. I think it was the PSG game that they came back uh, down uh, like a multitude of goals so they've been they've been in these situations yeah. and man when you've got veterans on your team that have been in this and know how to dictate the game and or, and orchestrate the game and tell you hey settle down we got this you could see Messi trying to let them like don't give up guys so that's like that's just another another aspect of the game that these guys add so not just the, the skill but also the leadership and that that was just amazing and yeah like that's that's tough I I think that you know Taylor did his his best and that's just you know Busquets was still got caught off guard uh Gomez and and uh, um Arroyo they just didn't get back in time yeah. and thank thankfully you know Taylor busted his butt like you said but just quite unfortunate that's just how soccer happens sometimes it's about luck too and that was just some bad luck right there yeah, and, and we're going to be talking about the third goal for Inter Miami and something very similar happened there. So, but before that, it came that tactical change that Austin was uh, asking for actually came when we were down again, two goals, and we saw a different system going on. Talked a little bit about it, Austin. And did you like what Tata did there? Was it what you were expecting for him to actually change how the things were going on during the game? It was, it was more of a, like a defined three center back formation. Like when Dixon was dropping into that role with yeah. Yedlin pushing up, it wasn't as defined because it had to stay fluid when Dallas were on the ball. Now with Yedlin coming off, 
and Robbie going on, and then you have Campana coming on for Joseph. Campana's there for the hold-up play. If you want to listen to our last podcast, we talked about the difference between Joseph and Campana. But Robbie going on to that right flank, and then I think he shifted over to left, but just uh, an out-and-out attacker coming on for DeAndre Edlin proves that, yeah, you're going to be using three central defenders because you need to get the ball forward. So that's where that came in. You saw Taylor drifting a lot, Robbie drifting a lot, Jordi Alba just commanding the left side. And I think that it was a very, very good change from Tata's part. It was the first time that I, I thought that he made a good decision in this game um, other than starting Diego Gomez, which I'm going to, you know, pinch myself for. Cause I, I was, I guess I was wrong there, but um, yeah, I thought the change was not only needed, but it, it actually helped a ton. And I, I wish it would have happened earlier, but now that Miami have won in penalties, I guess it happened at the perfect time. That's normally just how it goes. The coach is always <laughs> right once they win. Yeah, that's true. What, what, what do you think about it, uh, John? I think that it added a different element to the game. I think it, 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 sometimes you just need to add a, a certain element of surprise and adding that those additional a, attacking elements definitely definitely helped out. It, it made the defense have to spread out more uh, for Dallas and it really opened up the spaces uh, much more. So I think that was a great call by Tata. We wish it would have been done a, a bit sooner, but ultimately, I mean, we came out with the win. You can't complain. Right? Yeah. And what I feel, Austin and, and Gian and, and friends from Five Reasons Sports Network that are joining us live right now, I don't like when coaches only do this when they're down two goals already. Like, yeah. it's too late now and you're doing it because you don't have any other thing to do and you have to do something, right? Now, right now that you're losing by two goals. And to me, it was a little bit too late. Of course, it's easy to say it from from the couch and just watching the game and enjoying it. They're, they're seeing stuff that maybe we don't see uh, during the game. But I don't like when they wait until they're already down one or two goals in order for them to actually change what's going on. I mean, we saw it in the first half. We saw that it was not. It was clearly not working at that point. And this is this is why we are all not coaches because it, it's <laughs> it's a hard thing yeah. to balance. I said it to you guys. Uh, during the match, like you have Messi in your attack, right? Like that in and of itself kind of sorts it out. And you've seen what he's done over the last three games. And then I say, okay, well then if you know what you have with the formidable attack, why don't you just lock down the defense? And that's where I, I pull to the double pivot of Arroyo and, and Sergi, right? Like that's where I say that makes the most sense. And then Tata changed that. And then I'm like, okay, it's all over the place. And then you're like, holy crap, we're down two goals. Now I've got to go ultra attacking and make these other substitutions. So it was a little bit all over the place tonight. I think the game plan had to be adjusted um, from minute one, really. But once you go down those two goals, you don't really have any other choice. And I think that maybe getting a little bit, I think Tata will do this, getting stability early on in a match where a team is going to pressure you. Because as we just said, I think teams are going to come out and pressure Miami getting stability and building a foundation in order to, you know, use your, use your attackers as the way they can and trust them. Then you can build yourself into a game a little bit more and have a more, um, I, I don't even want to call it pragmatic because that just has like a negative connotation, but it, it's a style that, that lets you stay in games and doesn't let you go down four, two in the 80th minute or three, one in the 63rd minute where you have to claw back into it. If you can stay in it away from home with the pressure on you, for a longer time and not go down two goals, then you have a better fighting chance. You're not going to leave it to the 80th minute to score twice. And then went on PKs to go to the quarterfinal, you know, time and time and time again. So for maybe, it, maybe it's a little different when you think of MLS and league style play, but for this, I mean, later on this month, FC Cincinnati away from home in the U yeah. S open cup semifinal, that's a huge game. FC Cincinnati are a better opponent than FC Dallas. FC Cincinnati, you have a, better home crowd than FC Dallas. So TQL Stadium is going to be rocking. And I think that that's another game to look at that has the same kind of stature as this game. And I want to see a little bit of improvement, but we've got a ways to go until we get there. Let's finish off League's Cup first. <laughs> yeah, and for now, they're going to be playing the quarterfinals against Charlotte or Houston, whoever wins tomorrow night. All right, Gian, Austin, let's go into those last 10 minutes. It, I mean... It was, I don't know even know how this happened, but FC Dallas started to foul uh, Inter-Miami players right outside the box, right? The, the main thing that you have to do is avoid this, especially if you're 
up to goals. You already did what was already very hard, which is you're winning the game 4-2. You're at home. Those last 10 minutes, you should just kick the ball as far as you can kick it and try to defend and don't foul anybody close to the box. But that's what they did. 80th minute, a foul. Messi crosses the ball and Velasco, Velasco, right? Yeah. He just scored an a golazo, but that's only yeah, that was nasty. That was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best header of the night. I mean, they had yeah. two or three or four chances to score on their other goal, but then they they scored on their own. And it, it was, was his dream to finish off a Messi assist, so he got that. <laughs> well, that he did it. He did it. <laughs> well, but, but I mean, the, those are the lucky luck, like like you were saying, Austin and and, and Gian. I think you talked about it. You have to be lucky sometimes. Yeah, and and sometimes defenders go this way and they hit it and they, it just hits a crossbar or whatever. But this time it was it was a goal. So and that gave life again to a team that looked like all right, they were done and they were not. I mean, that was that was a key moment because you still had ten or more minutes because they had the cooling break, ten or more minutes to go for it and tie the game. So this this was for I mean to me this was a key play even more than the free kick and we're gonna talk about the free kick. But this particular goal. Hmm. That was something that you could have avoided because that Messi golazo. I mean, there's not much that you can do about it. But this particular play, you can try. I mean, not do what they did. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was poor defending. I mean, it is it is what it is. And Miami got one. Dallas got one. It, it it's kind of just the way it goes. I, I don't think. Wait, I don't believe that it was Velasco though. Then I don't remember. I don't. It remember was who. um Farfan. Hey. Far, far fun. Okay, yeah. yeah, e- yeah either yeah. way, either way, it was a beautiful <laughs> header into his own net, and I, I think that uh, it's it's one of those balls that I talked about with Velasco that gets super awkward for defenders and the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper yeah. wasn't commanding enough. Defender is in an awkward position, and his body was facing towards the goal. I don't know what made him think to you know stick his neck out and, and <laughs> head it that way, but that's yeah. what happened. I'd rather have seen him attempt like a, a reverse bicycle kick just to like get it clear out the other way or something. Or yeah, head it, yeah. yeah, exactly. Head it like that. It's just a it's a whole weird thing and I'm glad that I don't have to deal with it. But uh, Miami got lucky there and it gave them life. I think you're right, Alejandro, because without that, I don't know if Miami get back into this one other than if they would have gotten, you know, this free kick and, you know, some other messy magic. But this one, this goal really seemed to like say, OK, there is a fighting chance with 10 or 12 minutes or eight minutes to go, whatever it was. And we just need one little glimpse of goal and Messi could make it happen. And he did make it happen. So I think that this was a really key pivotal moment. You're right. So, yeah, Gian, that was an assist to Messi, right? <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a beautiful assist for Messi. I'm telling you, Farfan lived his dream. That was, that was what he was waiting for. But it was it was strange. Like, I, I don't again, I don't know if it was maybe it was the goalie. Like you said, he wasn't commanding enough because that can cause a lot of confusion within yeah. the defense. Like, if the goalie doesn't come out and he's supposed to, the de- the defense has to react like in a split second on something they weren't expecting to happen. It also reminded me for a second, like in like basketball, when they they get confused and they run towards the opposite basket, because like, why was he facing that way? And it wasn't, it didn't like, I don't know. That was, that was strange, but they had the game in their pocket. Like they were ready to win and they gave us life. And the last thing you ever want to do is give Messi life in a game. And, and it was just, it was such a crazy game. Like seeing that we scored, that that own goal and then they score that own goal like i was just like what am i watching it was just in, <laughs> insane because it was just a roller coaster of events because I, I was watching with family and i'm like oh this is it then i'm like no we're in it this is it. we're in it like it was just nuts <laughs> but um but yeah definitely like they they definitely lost that one they had it in their pocket you don't want to give Messi life and Messi does what he always does 100 yeah, especially for the goal in that particular play you know Messi's going to cross it he's not going to shoot yeah. it from there we all knew he was going to cross it and it was that that's what i think is different from the Velasco goal the Velasco goal is going in right it, it's yeah it, it's bending towards the goal this one was bending away from the goal so you know it's going to it's going to it's it's a cross for somebody to yeah. actually head it in when the i mean the, the velasco one is it's it's actually going in and somebody can actually touch it and then go in as well so those are i mean those are tough anyway the defenders are coming in any offensive players come in as well and the goal if they, they don't go out it can be tricky for them all right let's now talk about the messy moment anna it's already talking about the gold my brother is here watching too 
would have liked to see Jocelyn and Capana at the same time. We can talk about it maybe tomorrow in, in that second night of an episode, a little bit more calm and, and talking about the <laughs> options that we have. But that messy moment, again, and, and it came from a, an asset play, right? That we were all expecting a, a messy cross, and then they get the ball to Taylor, and Taylor, I mean, he cuts in, and if he loses that ball, we are again running back, and I don't think we're getting there because the, the, the entire Dallas team was coming out mm -hmm. and we were ready to, for that cross. So we were not getting back in that particular place. So again, they fouled right outside the box and they gave Messi the perfect spot at the perfect moment to score another golazo here to tie the game 4-4. All right. So Austin, take me through your thought process before Messi scored once again another great free kick. And people are going to say, oh, it's MLS and Messi scoring because it's MLS. No, there's no. nobody touching that ball where Messi put it. There's, there's not. And the referees didn't help them either, by the way, for anybody who wants to talk about the Orlando game. So <laughs> yeah, Messi is just putting on a show. And I think that it actually starts with his vision to find Robert Taylor on that initial free kick because I don't think that anybody was expecting that layoff from that area. Um, and I think with, with Robert Taylor kind of gets really lucky because it doesn't seem like his first touch was, you know, clean and yeah. it gets out in front of him. And then the Dallas defender clips the back of his leg and he, and he gets to fall forward and it's 19 yards out and Messi gets to curl it in on his left foot. You're kind <laughs> of just like, Holy moly. And now every time Messi's taking a free kick, we saw it against the Orlando game too. Yep. Dude, I, phones are out. Everybody's <laughs> standing. Like, every, ever since the Cruz Azul debut, you will not sit down for a messy free kick no matter where you are in the world. Uh, within, like, if he's wearing pink and he's right around that area, it, it's like it, – I, I was speaking with my dad. It's a penalty kick. It's literally – he's converting it at a penalty kick rate at this point. He's two for three in those areas. That's 66%. I think he's like 74% or 75% in his penalty kick career. It's it's ridiculous what he's doing. And I, I never think to myself that it's going to go in. I, I'm never that kind of person with free kicks. I'm like, no, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> I've only done it one time and it actually came true. It was Gonzalo Higuain two years ago against New York Red Bulls. And that was a rocket. But there are no, there is no time. And, and now I guess I'm going to have to change with the Messi. My expectation has to change. It kind of sucks. Cause if he starts letting me down, it's going to be unfortunate, but I just, I was like, there's no way there's just no way that this is about to happen. Like we're, we're off. We're going to be off for two weeks. We're not going to play until August 20th against Charlotte. It was a good run, whatever. Nope. It, 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 it hits the top corner and the, the replays are going. And I'm like, that is, you cannot get a better placement on a free kick than that like it, no. it's it's in a place that is unreachable for any goalkeeper in the world i don't care who you are or what position they're standing in that's going to be tough and and he put it right there with with i just i don't know it's it's ridiculous it's ridiculous what we're gonna see i i can't give you real analytics on it or like <laughs> i can't give you any analysis that makes sense it's just unbelievable what we're witnessing and don't expect it from anybody else Again, it seems like it's scripted, right? It's happened twice already, both free kicks, one to win the game, the other one to tie it after they were down two goals twice in a game that they started winning. I mean, it looks like a movie. It looks like a great series. This is going to come on on Netflix one year or two years from now. We're going to be like, <laughs> how did this all happen in two or three weeks in a row, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a whole season of uh, messy game or, or game tying. Uh, this is uh, episode two of the messy uh, free kick. <laughs> but that was just a, a incredible. I think I don't I don't know how you like are the other team and you're not like whatever you do, don't foul anybody like anybody yeah, or, right in that area. Like, or like put two people on each post. I don't know. know. Do something different. Like anything, avoid anything. Score, yeah? yeah, that was nuts. And this, this free kick was actually farther away than the previous one. So that's why I was wondering, I'm like, all right, is he going to, or is he going to try to like lob it to Campana? I'm like, no, nah, no shot. He's going for the, he's going for the equalizer. And, and it, but it was actually a, like a lot farther in a different angle. Like, yeah, because it was, it was wider. Tougher. It was yeah. wider. Yeah. It was, wider. Yeah, yeah. it was a tougher, tougher free kick, in my opinion, than yeah. like the other ones that, that he's done. But I'm just like, as soon as that foul happens and I see Messi putting the ball, I'm just like looking at my family. I'm like, no way, right? 
no way right <laughs> no shot right i like i'm like moving the 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 i have like a, a beer bottle moving it off to the side because like, <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like placing everything around to make sure i don't knock anything i'm like just in case just in case guys but i mean this is why we brought my uh, Messi to Miami for these moments like these are the these are like the most clutch moments and he lives for clutch moments he's proven that time and time and again in his career that he's like insanely clutch whether it's from a free kick or some insane play like this is why he came to Miami and I, I feel like I don't know you guys but I feel like unstoppable like it's crazy like you like it doesn't matter what like if anything this game proved to you it doesn't matter what happens if Messi's on the pitch you got a chance, and, and uh, yeah, that was just uh, insane. I, I, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I know that for sure. <laughs> That's why we're doing this live, so yeah. you can go a little bit, yeah. slowing down your heart rate, yeah. and you can get it out before. Because if you go to bed with this in your head, yeah. you're, you're still not sleeping. Anyway, this is like a know. support group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And thank you to all of the more than 100 people that are watching this live, 115 yeah. at this particular moment. If you're here, please go and visit mosaics.com. They're our sponsor here on Messi and Co. Also, Price Picks. I mean, what was what was your bet today on on Price Picks, uh, Austin? Did you go for two, it? Two two goals or what? What did you do? I, no, okay. So I did it for the Orlando one, and I told you about it. If yeah. you, if you see Messi shots on target at like mm -hmm. two. Take the over, guys. Yeah, Take yeah, the yeah. over. And by the way, let me plug Price Picks really quick. If you sign up with code five, you get a hundred percent deposit match on your hundred dollar bone or a hundred dollar entry, whatever it is. So they'll match your your entry uh, up to a hundred dollars as soon as you sign up for Price Picks. So go ahead and do that. You can bet on all the messy games. Um, you can go ahead and click all of his player props all the time. Always click the overs at this point. Free kicks zero point five. Take the over. <laughs> I mean, it, I, it's ridiculous at this point, but. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm at a loss for words anymore as, as to what's going on. And then Alondra, he's got to step up for the first penalty too. Yeah. Let's talk about it because he did tie the game. He had another free kick. He had another shot too. And the Dallas defender was there. He got hit. Oh, he got dude, hit, he got hit the hard. Head. Man. I, I was, I was more sure about this particular play, Gian and, and Austin, than the actual free kick. I thought, I mean, Messi coming in to his left, I thought, I mean, he's going to score a golazo here and, and it's game over. But then the defender got in the way and I felt he was going to be knocked out. And no, he, he stepped up and <laughs> he continued to play like nothing happened after that rocket hit him. So props to him for staying in the game. But yes, they went to penalty kicks and this, and they always say whoever kicks first has some sort of advantage. It's just a percentage thing. They got the chance to pick Messi picked a uh, kick first and he was the one doing it he's a specialist at this point I, I feel like he's learned throughout his career after missing maybe a couple of uh, key penalty kicks with Barca and with Argentina I remember here in, in the in USA in New York in that uh, final and with Tata Martino coaching him uh, playing Chile in the final he did miss that the penalty kick in the in the final and they lost that one and I mean, it was haunting him for a little bit, those important penalty kicks and, and him missing those. But after the World Cup, he hit all of them against Netherlands. He hit it against France in the game, against Croatia in the semifinals, and France in the final, and then in the penalty kick session after the game as well. So he's, he's built for these moments. He was not going to get scared in Frisco, Texas. I'm sorry. It's just, it was World Cup, happen. World Cup final, <laughs> World Cup final, League's Cup round of 16. I mean, come on, they're right on the same level, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was, it, it's important to always have somebody with this experience to take them. I was, I was uncomfortable with Busquets. I just saw him miss. Uh, two, one, two for yeah. Spain recently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One, I don't, in the, he yeah, yeah. one in the World Cup. Right, yes. and I yeah. think against Morocco when they lost the when they lost, yes, he yeah. he, and then, he, lost, he missed the last one, the last too. one. Well, and actually, then I think he also missed in the Euros as well, if I'm not mistaken. In the Nations League, I have to check it out. Or Nations League, Euros, Nations, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So and, I was not I confident about Busquets with Messi. <laughs> I was, I, I knew it was gonna happen. But how'd you feel about Miller? Well, that, I didn't like that pick either. <laughs> 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 and because... one thing one thing coaches have learned by the way and it's not something that was popular back when i first started watching football it was more like all right you want to save your penalty takers for like three or five to make sure yeah. that they like are the seal of the deal 
you got to put your best ones first because you don't know what's going to happen in those first five if you have a chance to take that fifth penalty. And I think that Tata Martino, I guess, really played his cards right because you get out on the front foot, they sky their second penalty. Paxton Pomichol skies his second penalty, and boom, you're in the lead the entire way. And that's why going first, you have that advantage. Yeah, talking about penalty kicks and and taking the fifth one because you're the best player on the team. I think it happened to Portugal with Cristiano, and yeah. then it happened to Brazil with Neymar and saving them for the last penalty kick. I mean, because it, it's it could be the most important one, but then sometimes it just doesn't get there. Like right. we saw it today, that Dallas had to bring their best guy Ferreira before to to kick the fourth one because they needed it at that particular point. So, I mean, it was important. It wasn't a calendar save, but they missed it, and that was enough for for them to to have that advantage. And then they just scored the five goals, so that was it. I mean, and if you score if you score all of your penalty kicks, you're gonna advance because the, the other team is gonna miss it, or your your goal is gonna save. Can we it. talk about how much faith Tata has in Kremaski, though? Yeah, like at that 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 age to be have that much responsibility. That's that's nuts. I I loved that actually. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be Alba, maybe Jordi Alba. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, Yeah. Tata said post game that Kremeski wanted it, and that they had no problems with it. Kremeski had no problems with it, and he was confident enough to do it. So that speaks a lot yeah. to the 18 year old Argentinian American who probably won't pick the U S men's national. Team. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that for now. Inter Miami advances to the quarterfinals. Thank you to all of you guys. Almost 160 people here watching live is almost 1am here in, in South Florida. I know you guys are watching from all over the world. I see people from India here, my brothers in Chicago. So it's a little earlier, uh, Giovanni, Samuel, uh, all of you that are sending your messages, Edward, let me see who else, Javi, Carlos, uh, Miss Muse, all of you, thank you for all your comments. Leo also early here. Thank you very much. We're, we're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing this uh, more often. Whoever's not going to the game, because now the rest of the games for the League's Cup are going to be here in South Florida. Whoever's not going to the game, we're going to try to do this uh, post-game reactions as soon as the game is over so you guys have that right away, and then we're going to put it on our podcast. All right, a couple of comments that came here and then we can go sleep because tomorrow we all have to work. <laughs> all right, Giovanni says, um, is it true Messi won't play on turf? But I mean, they're, they're playing here anyway, right? Yeah, no matter what, if whether it's Houston or Charlotte, they'll play here. So don't worry about the Charlotte game being on turf and they won't play Charlotte on turf until the end of the year. I think the next turf game you have to worry about is uh, September 16th against Atlanta. So... We'll get there when we get there. Uh, stop reading into all of the, the news and everything about it. Just wait until it's game week, and then we'll have the discussion. But as for now, Messi is planned to play in every single game coming up. But for the most part, at least in League's Cup, the games are going to be at home. If they make it all the way to the final, it might not be at home, but it's going to be at home. Yeah, so there you go. Hey, happy today. I think we're all happy because we saw a great... I mean, it was an exciting game, even though there were a lot of mistakes, a lot of errors, and a lot yeah. of things going on, a lot of yeah. dumb fouls and a lot of things that should not happen. I mean, that makes for a great game. If you if you love goals, I lo- I, I, I rather have a 4-4 than a 0-0, so I love this game. Yeah. And to me, it was very exciting, and I think everybody's... If, if they're not watching, they're going to start doing it because this is just fun uh, our friend uh the leke is watching from nigeria thank you hey. uh, people from india also and my brother like i just said he's just outside of chicago he just watched uh, Dortmund playing chelsea over there at soldier field cool. so that was that was a nice game to watch as well all right guys thank you very much we went for almost an hour thank you uh i we had a lot of things to get off our chest we did it today tomorrow we're going to try to do another episode ashley was, was dying to go uh, to come here and and talk about what's just happened. She's like, talk about my tweets. I'm like, no, we're going to save it for tomorrow's episode <laughs> because uh, we have a lot of information and a lot of reactions going on. And also we can add, like like you said, Austin, we can also add what Tata Martino said and, uh, and all the post-game comments that we couldn't have here because we're going straight after this was over. So thank you, John. Thank you, Austin. Thank you to all of you guys. And we'll be ready to watch Inter-Miami play soon here in south florida and indonesia is also present here michigan we have people from all over the place what's up mo thank you for watching we appreciate y'all yeah Yeah, thank you this is awesome thank you this is this is it is awesome so if you haven't done so please subscribe to our youtube channel we're going to be posting more and more content 
not only for Inter Miami and Messi, but also Miami Heat, Miami Dolphins starting right now. The Marlins are trying to get in the playoff race as well. The Panthers just went to the Stanley Cup final. The Hurricanes, well, we're covering everything Miami. So, you guys, if you haven't done so, please subscribe here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. If you haven't done so either, go check our podcast because we're, get, we're going to be covering Inter and especially Messi as he uh, makes history here in the United States. Have a great night, Samuel, you too. And thank you, Austin. Thank you, Jan. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go to sleep. Go to bed. We got to <laughs> work tomorrow. Got to make that money. And then we'll be back to uh, record more episodes. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>